It gets us in the right mood. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Dum diddly um dum dum dum. <laughs> I still love it every time. I still love it. Oh, I still love it's it. So normal. <laughs> I still love it. That's my favourite. That's one of my favourite sayings. What? It's my favourite. Is it your favourite saying? I, I like the word extra. 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 You also like the word. <laughs> oh, what do I like? Yeah, I do like. <laughs> She's back. You also um, like the one. What's, what's that word that you like? Cagoule. Cagoule, yeah. You like the word cagoule. How did you find that out, Kimberly? No, Richard. Really? Mm. Yeah, I called them cagoules on holiday and I couldn't cagoule. stop saying like the second bit. Goul. Goul. Everyone was like, well, you say cagoule weird. And I was like, no, I don't say cagoule weird. <laughs> you do and everyone's now calling you say, them cagoules. You say it like cagoule. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ghoul. Right. Yeah. We've got slight time pressure today. Um, no, we're definitely time pressure today. We are, because we've got a nice birthday dinner. Plus, the, we go on too long. Yeah, that's true. We do. Yeah, we have had feedback that has been... Have we? Yeah, my mum. <laughs> Susan was like... Susan? I prefer it when they're shorter. <laughs> I prefer it when you guys speak less. <laughs> Welcome to episode eight. This is our final episode of the season. What? Apart from... A Christmas special. So, um, welcome to our podcast, Two Girls, One Goal. We both work multiple <laughs> jobs or something. What is it? What is our intro? I've forgotten it. Hello, I'm Emma. And I'm Becca. And welcome to our podcast, Two Girls, One Goal. We'll be, we'll be talking all things. <laughs> we'll be talking all things. <laughs> Hello, you one job. <laughs> Hello, I'm Emma. Very, very serious. Hello, I'm, I'm Emma. Hello, I'm Emma. No, you make it sound fun. Get right, in. Sorry, sorry. Hello, I'm Emma. Sound happy about your name. Hello, I'm Emma. And welcome to our podcast, Two Girls, One Girl. We both work full-time jobs with multiple side hustles with the long-term goal of working for ourselves and being happy, I think. Beautiful. Was that it? Yeah, I feel that like it's it. not that exactly it. it, but fuck it. I think it was, actually. <laughs> Should we start off by saying what we've done already today? Yes, definitely. Do you want to go? No, you can go. Okay. Um, so, I arrived at nine. It is actually my birthday this week, and Becca's in two weeks. Um, so Becca very cutely decorated um, her living room with happy birthday signs, put music on for my arrival when I arrived for work at nine o'clock, which was very cute. Um, and then we did some presents. So I had um, a carrot from Jeffrey. <laughs> and, um, and what else did he get you? He also got me some really tasty dog food. Yeah. Um, wrapped it himself. Wrapped it himself and then tried to eat it himself. <laughs> It was really nice, bless him. So we got, I got that. I got some other shit as well, but you know that's a highlight. And then, <laughs> um, and then so we went for a walk. We went for two walks actually. So we went for a walk down by the seaside, and we went for a little walk nice. for Jeffrey to have a poo. Um, the dog, in case anyone doesn't know who Jeffrey is and is a first time listener, Jeffrey is the dog. He's my nephew. He's your nephew. Um, and yeah, I think that's what else we did. Did we do did today? We did the, the cake. cake. Yeah, you made two. Cake. Emma didn't know that you have to make two wishes. So you do the first one with the candles, and then you do the second one with the cutting the cake. I never ever thought I'd come across someone that didn't know that when you cut the cake, you close your eyes and you make a wish. I d- I've never heard anyone say that ever. I think it should be a thing, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Maybe it's a southern. I thing. blame Susan. <laughs> she'd probably blame herself too <laughs> she's really good at like chocolate cakes we actually used to call them chocolate bombs because they were like 
like rather than it being a cake it kind of rose so much in the middle it was almost like a little peak <gasps> in the middle of the cake oh. and it was massive every single time she made massive chocolate cakes and this one year my stepdad um he knows who he is he sometimes listens to the episodes so you never know um basically <laughs> my stepdad and one of my brothers decided to eat almost the entire cake before i'd had a chance to eat it because i was really full on my actual birthday and oh, this is a really sore point for me I'll, I'll tell you guys the yorkshire pudding story one day as well but yeah so <clears throat> I, I came downstairs i didn't want to eat it on the day i was too full so i came downstairs the next day the whole fucking cake was gone oh my god now we're talking about it this also happened with my easter eggs once i came downstairs my stepdad had eaten all of my easter um mini eggs <laughs> Andrew, man, this to be is fair really <laughs> He knows that mini eggs are my favourite as well. Oh, so me I too. Like, okay. I love, I love, oh, I love, love mini eggs. They're the best. And um, this is why you have to cut your own cake yeah. because you have to be the first one the to cut it, and then you dish out the pieces. That's the whole point. You of set the precedent, you doing it, don't yeah. you? Because you can kind of go like, "This is here's the size that I want your... the pieces to be." Yeah. You literally you cut it. You're like, "Here's my wish," and then you serve it out, and then you. That's a point. I'm sure that's why this thing was invented. Anyway, do you have? <laughs> tell us if you make a wish when you cut your cake, or how your cake gets cut. Because now I'm wondering if there's other weirdos in the world that don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're absolutely well. My family, for one. <laughs> Did your mum's done a poo? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to check. Well, sh- speaking about Digimon, should we move on to the next section <laughs> so you can share your news of the week? <laughs> I'm a child. Bing bong. News, news of, of the, the week. week. What's your news of the week, Emma? My work news this week is basically that I won an award at work. Yay! So um, I won, um, actually, the same award Becca has won um, a couple of times um, for boundarylessness. Basically, um, I think I mentioned on an episode like ages ago, maybe like, maybe like two or three, it was quite some time ago, that <clears> I was nominated for this award. Um, and yeah, I won it. So I got a nice little, I'll get a nice little bonus in my paycheck this month, which would be lovely. Um, which will go straight on to repairing my car. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really good. And for my personal news, I was going to see Abba Voyage in London on Monday, which was really, really good. Um, highly recommend anyone going to see it, especially if kind of like you kind of grew up on like with Baba, Baba? Baba! With Baba? Um, <laughs> with Abba. Um, <laughs> because it was like stepping back in time like genuinely i left there thinking immediately i would go again really yeah like 100 percent. it was really good um i don't think i've got any other really major news apart from that my car is broken down as i mentioned before which is a bit sad poor herbert what's your car's name my first one was called missy then i had it was named after one of the smurfs um and then this one is called monica so becca what is your news of the week this week well it's been an interesting one um, I went for a psychiatric assessment, oh, wow. <clears throat> which I didn't do on NHS because there was like a six month waiting list Yeah, Wowzers. to get anything. So when I was 18 or so, I had an assessment um, and they diagnosed me with borderline personality disorder, which I was meant to be on antipsychotics for. But yeah, I didn't take them at the time and I was like, that's bollocks. Um, I didn't mention it going into the assessment with this lady because I was like, I want it to be a totally fresh slate. Turns out I do have it though, um, because she came up with it and I was like, wow, okay. I mm. should have got that sorted fucking years ago. Um, so yeah, borderline personality disorder, panic disorder, OCD, anxiety, depression, and agoraphobia. Quite an overwhelming <laughs> assessment. Yeah. yeah. So my news is that I was really sad about the diagnosis, hence why we couldn't record or anything, because I also couldn't 
stay awake. It's looking looking positive from where, it, especially from where it was. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so much better this week. Yeah, I definitely. and that's only we're only two, two weeks, weeks in. in. Yeah, yeah. So anyone that does go through this, there is light. Yes. <laughs> Moan of the week. Moan of the week. I should sound like a man. <laughs> yeah, you, that was your best moan of the week so far. I feel moany now. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> Whose turn is it to first moan? Uh, you can go moan first. <laughs> okay, mine's quite short, to be honest. Um, My moan is, <clears throat> does anyone have this, where as soon as I put something down, I've fucking lost it. Like, every day. And it's weird, before we started the podcast, you and Sophie, or Sophie was moaning to you about how I lose things so often. Like I'll put my phone down somewhere and I'll be like, oh, I know where that is. And then I'll walk out of the room and immediately I've forgotten where the fucking <laughs> phone is. Like, and I can't find anything. And I must say to Sophie about 20 times a day, Sophie, have you seen my phone? Sophie, have you seen my Digimon? <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever I'm doing. And she's like, I don't understand. I don't actually get how you lose things so quickly. It's weird as well because you are so OCD. I know. People don't notice mine because mine's like touching things. So like I'll touch... Like, I'll think about something. My number is nine, so I can only have the numbers nine, seven, or 11. I hate the number six or anything that adds up to six. So, like, I know, your fave. We've spoken about this before, right? Yeah. So, like, if I think, like, I've got to touch that nine times or Nan's going to die <laughs> to do it. But normally, no one notices me do things because I get up and move a lot, don't I? Yeah. I'm a fidgeter, right? You are a fidgeter, yeah. So, if I just like, got up and like started touching things, you wouldn't think anything. That's true, actually. I'm no, not doing I anything. wouldn't think anything of it. I'll be doing things constantly that no one knows that I'm doing. Oh. And there's another side of the OCD that I've got, which is like um, uh, like distressing images and stuff. And I like experience like I can't remember how she described it, like a judder, like to come out of it in oh. my head. That's also OCD. Oh, really? Intrusive thought. I think it's intrusive thoughts. I'm getting a bit confused between all the. Yeah, there's quite a lot. There's different six different. Was it six? There were six different diagnoses. Yeah. So that's completely fair <laughs> yeah i'm like which one is that from <laughs> yeah i think that was from ocd that's all like to your brain and stuff oh yeah interesting um what were we talking about before this yes losing Mo- things yeah but my mum's the same is it hereditary that's what i need to know um i don't know because i don't tend to lose things that much the only thing i do tend to lose is my phone hmm. but that's um that's kind of almost half by design as well because i've turned like notifications and stuff off oh. on my phone so i think the reason like i think i like unintentionally lose it i think i leave it somewhere because like it's overwhelming me and then i try and like forget it right and then when i leave a room i'm like well but me it's gone now <laughs> whatever Bye-bye. um and then when i eventually find it again i'm like oh yeah there it was and by the time i come back to it i'm feeling better right i reckon like i think i think like i think i set myself up for losing oh, yeah. it <laughs> yeah um because everything else i know exactly where it is most of the time I just can't, honestly, there's certain things that I just, I, I will pick something up, like, Sophie will say, oh, can you fill up the water bottle for Jeff's walk? Mm. But like, yeah, sure, I'll fill up the water bottle, and then I'll, like, go to the loo quickly before we leave, and then I'm like, where the fuck's the water bottle? I have <laughs> no idea where I left it. I must just put things places, it's like conversations as well. Me and Sophie will have had a conversation about something, apparently, mm. and I have no recollection that I've answered I do that as well, actually. Do you? Yeah. Like, or, or sometimes, this is, this is going to make me sound like a bit a bit crazy, but, you know, I'm in good company. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, basically, sometimes I'll think I've said so something. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll think <clears throat> I've said something out loud. And then it turns out I haven't said it out loud. And, like, mm-hmm. Ross will be like, are you going to respond to that or what? And I'm like, I did. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, 
was that in my head? And like, I genuinely I'm like I'll your think head. yeah I'll think I've said something out loud and I won't have said it. <gasps> oh my god, that's so weird. Yeah, it happens loads. Like you could be talking to me and if I'm distracted. I will think that I've vocalised my response to you, but it was all in my head. Because actually, sometimes you don't respond to me. I, I will have responded something. in my head. Yeah, I, like literally in my head, I will have thought that I've said something to you. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> so between us, we fucking use it. <laughs> <Yeah>, but- <laughs> we can't respond or find anything. <laughs> What's your moan of the week, Emma? So my first moan is something very close to my heart. Um, you know when you reheat pastries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go kind of like crunchy mm-hmm. and like not in like a nice way. That really makes me quite sad. I've got the solution. What is it? You put water on it. What? Yeah. You coat like it in water. water. Sprinkle water on it and it brings back... What, even like pan chocolates? Yep. Brings back dry bread. I had no idea. Yeah, if you've got a baguette that's gone funny and you want to put it in the oven and like heat it up, like it's gone like too hard, water. Make <gasps> them wet. No way. Yep. Tim taught me that. Right. Okay. Well, that's going to be my solution for the rest of this week because basically I went to Costco, bought a pack of 30 croissants. I'm the only person eating them, so I've got a lot of croissants to get through. 30? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. I'm not going to get through the rest of them on my own. I'm ho- I think Ross probably will have eaten them. So, or at least some of them. Big up, Ross. Thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> I just want to make sure that there's at least either I want croissants my birthday as my birthday breakfast or I want waffles slash uh, pancakes. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, good so idea. We'll see. We'll see what's left over. But yeah, so I, that annoys me. But at least we've got a solution for that. Solution. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't really get to like get your moan properly out. I was like, I know how to fix. <laughs> I know how to fix your. You were like, cut it right there, Emma. <laughs> Stop we there, can, Emma. We can skip this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't um, hold the solution back any longer. Your face was just like so sad. And then for my work moan this week, I'm getting really annoyed with how much busier the commute is getting. Um, I think oh, it's basically, yeah. you know, because like, so we've had all of the train strikes recently, which is fine, you know, I know people want pay, we all want to be paid better, so I get it, um, but the trains are therefore much busier, and it is hugely annoying, and because I'm quite small, <laughs> people think that they can take over my entire personal space, and I'm like, no. yo, no, like, if you put my your feet in my fucking foot space, I'm going to be, I'm going to kick you honestly really did you irritates kick someone me. today i didn't but i did put my feet back in my own personal yeah, space fucking right it's very annoying like if you're if you're commuting i just think just be aware like yeah. are you crossing the boundary of that chair and if you are stop it stop it because just because they're smaller than you doesn't mean you can use their space no i do really hate it and it's do you know what it's i'm not ge- like gendering here I suppose I am a little bit. It's <laughs> normally men manspreading, yeah. doing that like open leg Did I tell thing. you? There was a guy on the train. In fact, this is incredibly inappropriate and some uh, trigger warning for some people here, I think. But there was a guy who, for the entire <clears throat> train journey, was using my hip and my leg as an armrest. Oh my God. I know. And like, I kept kind of like wriggling. And like somebody, when I got to work and I told somebody and I was like, this guy just, just spent the entire train journey like using me as an armrest. That's and they were like, weird. why didn't you say something? And I was like, I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you say? Get I'm the not fuck a off. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't want to be touched and like, I've, that, that isn't a trigger for me, but mm. imagine if it was. Mm. Honestly, have a better self-awareness people, especially in the area of London. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> ha ha ha, funniest, funniest moment of the <laughs> week. <laughs> it's getting more and more dirty, isn't it? It is. <laughs> week. Week. It's like a couple of pedos. I know. Oh, should we say pedos? Pedos. 
I don't know. Let's test the waters and see if anyone finds it offensive. Anyone find that offensive? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, Um, So my funniest moment of this week, well, I've got two things. The first one is just kind of like a general, was quite funny. The second one is like a full story. Okay. <clears throat> so my first one is basically that um, I was wearing quite a low cut top and I was doing some photos with Ross. I was sending some photos to a different group chat that were kind of nothing to do with my Instagram. I don't think any of them are. Oh no, one one of them follows me. Maybe mm-hmm. two. But the, the majority of them don't follow me and the majority of them are like older men. Mm. So I was sending them some other photos and then I accidentally sent them a photo of me looking very surprised at my own tits in amongst all of the rest of these photos I was supposed to send. So like Ross, when he was taking photos, basically one of them, I was kind of looking down because I was I was thinking, I think I looked down and I was like, mm, there's quite a lot of boob here. <laughs> Should I really be showing? Sure? But you look really, really shocked at your own look, chest. You're like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh wow, I've had boobs. It looks like I woke up and all of a sudden I have boobs. Yeah, there was there was a lot of boob on show. Yeah. Men and, that are basically your family. Yeah, and a lot of shock in the photo. So I very swiftly deleted it and then I was yeah. like, yeah, that was a bit embarrassing. So I guess that was more embarrassing moment of the week. Um, for funniest <coughs> moment of the week this week. So we basically, as I said earlier, we've had like a lot of train strikes recently in the UK. Um, if you're listening, we know that we're across 18 different countries. So some of you won't actually be from here. But in the UK, we have had loads of train strikes, which is causing an absolute nightmare. Marcus. Yeah, it's raucous. <laughs> raucous in London. And basically, we were going to see ABBA, like I said at the start, on uh, Monday evening. Um we were like getting ready. We'd had a couple of proseccos. We'd had some dinner, like rushed. Actually, no, we hadn't had dinner. I'd made us some dinner because I was wary of like <clears> the time. <throat> I put our dinner in like some little plastic Tupperwares and took some plastic forks, packed some drinks for the train. <laughs> like I'd done like a full on picnic to have like a really nice relaxing journey, journey with, you know, we can, uh, you know, have a really nice time, have a nice catch up because I haven't seen this particular friend, my friend Hannah in like, a year probably I think was a long time so we yeah so we were gonna have like a really cute little catch up on the train and then walked walk down to the station it was fucking closed <laughs> and I was like oh my god what are we gonna do now so we tried to hop on a bus the bus took fucking ages to arrive and we were like oh I don't know what to do now so basically um, I called Ross Ross gave us a lift to a different station and we went on the wrong platform. So we were literally, like both of us were wearing heels as well. We were literally running to, from the other side, like to the other platform, um, like sweating profusely. <coughs> Me with my bag of like, it was like a Jim Bean bottle full of um, cocktail. Wow. Um, and two, two tup- plastic Tupperwares with um, creamed... Um, creamy mushroom pasta <laughs> and I was there like running with my bag like the gym bean bottle like knocking and making loads of noise <laughs> it was quite heavy as well I ran into the other platform finally got into the train it was great okay F- fab that was really nice we got to Croydon fine jumped on the next train we literally ran again from one platform to the other because we had one minute to catch the next train oh my God, finally got so on that stressful. one. Oh, it was awful and then it was all looking really great and we were like, oh my God, we're going to make it in time. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're going to make it in time. And then we got on the wrong fucking train and it was going backwards. <laughs> so we were going backwards to the oh actual direction God. we needed to go for like 10, 15 minutes. <coughs> Bearing in mind, we literally had like 10, 15 minutes to actually make it to the show in time. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, it was absolutely stress. hilarious. We were like running so fast, like everywhere. I was literally dripping with sweat the whole time as well. That's in your amazing. jacket as well. I'm sorry about that, Becca. That's right, babe, don't uh, 
<laughs> it was dreadful, but oh my God. very, very funny because yeah. I've got some videos of like of us running up and down these platforms, and like because I'm holding out this bag and kind of like running a bit like a chicken, like from one platform to the next, just like <laughs> with this little bag poking out. So yeah, that was my funniest moment this week. Over to Becca. Well, we sat in hospital from half past twelve at night on Halloween, from half past twelve until seven thirty a.m because I was constipated <laughs> and I literally couldn't sit down. It was so bad. Really? Like it, it, I've never felt pain like it. And I've been constipated before. That was constipation like nothing I've ever known. <laughs> My body was like convulsing, like I was going to be sick. I c- but tell them the stance that you, because I remember you told me last night one of the, oh, one of the stances you were doing. I had to, <clears throat> so when I'd like tried and nothing was, ha- it was sort of happening, but it wasn't going to the right area. I don't know if that's too ambiguous. It's no, like, I, I think that yeah. makes feel like there was like nothing protruding, <laughs> but it was there, ready. Well, so you were turtle heading, but no follow through. But with no turtle. Okay. Was there wasn't even a turtle. What turtle head is where it just kind of like it's kind of like there yeah. on the cusp. It was it wasn't in. Oh, I thought turtle head was when it was like a little bit out. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe I thought turtle. I thought head that's why it's the head. Years. It's like hello. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because they're in the little shell. <laughs> And the head pokes out. That's what I thought it was. Hello. <laughs> so I was turtle heading, but the turtle was like stuck in the shell. I was I was actually gagging while it was happening because my body was clearly like, you need to get this out. But it it, it was just so stuck. Oh God. So yeah, they were like, um, I did an X-ray and they were like, yeah, you're very backed up. You're gonna need an enema. And I was like, okay, and laxatives and stuff. But yeah, oh man, that what was a the Halloween worst night. Con- concentration of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I think Amazing. we still don't have one. We haven't really, we haven't really settled on a hot topic. I think it's because it's like more of a serious sub, like top, like serious yeah. section. We could sing "Temperature" by Sean Paul for like hot. What's "Temperature" by Sean Paul? Gotta get the red temperatures. We shelter you from the storm. And girl, I gotta get it. You don't know this song? I do, but it's hot minute. When I said it was a serious topic, (laughs) and I was like, "This is a serious section." You're like, "Yeah, no, okay, fair enough." I think we're gonna like, ooh, hot topic. (laughs) (laughs) You're just thirst trapping again. (laughs) Right. So our hot topic this week. Um, is we were so I was reading. I mean, I've I've heard of the t- term sunk cost fallacy before. I think this ended up being quite a big topic around the time when cryptocurrencies were going absolutely yeah. wild. So I remember sunk cost fallacy being something that people were kind of like experiencing or like um, kind of going through the motions of because they were like so invested in the cryptocurrency mm. and they were so they were riding the train as it increased so much in value mm. that they didn't want to pull out at any point. Right. So this is something that I think became quite, like people became quite a lot more aware of sunk cost fallacy during that kind of like big spike. In... Should I explain what it is? Yeah. <clears throat> Just in case people don't know. So um, I've actually Googled this to get you the proper Oxford definition. So sunk cost fallacy is the phenomenon, phenomenon whereby a person i can only say it if i do that phenomenon phenomenon whereby a person is reluctant to abandon a strategy or course of action because they have invested heavily in it even when it is clear that abandonment would have been more beneficial so for example actually and the thing under here it says the sunk cost fallacy creeps into a lot of major financial decisions which you just mentioned there but it could be something like 
choosing to finish a boring film because you've already paid for the ticket or <clears throat> do you know what I mean like you, you carry on doing something because you've invested time effort or money into it yeah and now which is something that beneficial. when we were talking about we both found that we both did relationships like, which, oh really oh actually God, that's a good yeah. point yeah People our relationships, relationships episode I suppose that kind of relates back as well yeah because if you're like oh I've already invested for like four years into this person I can't break up now yeah or like a marriage or like oh we've already got you know come this far it's like yeah but the outcome's still gonna be shit that's yeah. the that's the thing of it isn't it it was like that's so true I hadn't thought of relationships actually to do with this topic yeah <clears throat> that's very true but it'd be like something that you I don't know. I can't think of the example. Can you remember the examples that you thought about of when you've done it? Um, so, for example, um, we did a candle business last year. So, um, <coughs> for anyone that follows the Frumpy Artisans, which is our, like, our creative business, we bought loads of candle stuff. We invested time and money into making the candles. And then as soon as we perfected how we wanted the product to be, we realised it actually takes a fucking long time. And the money that we... The, the amount that people were willing to pay for a handmade candle didn't match the time it took to make them. Mm. So essentially, <clears throat> we were spending our time, or we, we were essentially selling ourselves like completely short. We were we were making a little bit more, that like on a very very small amount more than it cost to buy the the Fuck. like stuff to make the candles, which is why I don't really do them anymore, even though they were nice. Um and yeah so one of the things that i like so but i have seen it through like mm. i have used everything that we had to mm -hmm. make the candles because i'm just one of those people once i start something i i cannot I, I have to see it through yeah even if you know that the end result is gonna not gonna be beneficial beneficial like if i'd use that time to instead do something that would have made me more money mm. then i don't know for example like say if i was like doing some marketing consultancy mm. or doing freelance social media work i would have mm. made a lot more than i made on the time i spent on doing those candles but i just mm. cannot help myself i have to see it through yeah and i think you were saying you're, you're quite similar yeah definitely i'm thinking like is the sunk cost fallacy like it's when you do one particular thing like for example your hat so i was making them knitting emma, emma a hat for her birthday and i already knew that i'd gone wrong by about row four and I carried on to about row 50 because <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to just carry it on and just like see how it goes. And I just yeah. knew it was bad. But because I'd already spent loads of time, like I'd spent hours already doing it. Mm. I was like, I can't let this go. And it did actually get to a point where I had to restart. I told you, didn't I? I had to yeah. start again because I'd started with the wrong amount of stitches but I knew that from the beginning but I carried on anyway because I was like no I've already spent time I've already cast it on I've already done this and then you're like yeah but if I would have wasted way less time if I'd have just given up where it started yeah um I think a lot of it is down to especially in terms of like a biz like work setting as well like say for example if you started writing a song right and you knew that yeah. the song wasn't kind of exactly how you wanted it to be you would probably try and see it through right yeah um but like part of me was kind of like, I wonder if um, the reason I continue with a lot of these projects that I do outside of work is because, because like in my actual career job, I have a really severe lack of control. Ah. So this is another thing that I see coming up with like a lot of entrepreneurs and like business owners and musicians and all of, all of this stuff in like the, like the kind of professional landscape that kind of we exist in. Well, they all say like to try and like schedule your meetings or schedule your creative time or schedule your, um, you know, like your, I don't know, 
productivity time for the time that you work best Mm. but i think it's really hard for you to do that when you have you haven't got full control over your diary i think it's really difficult for people that are like that are like looking up to these people like particularly like online and on social media and stuff when you're looking up to these people that are like that kind of are living the life that you're kind of aspiring to lead or whatever um obviously don't compare yourself to others just as a side note um (laughs) but um you know when you're you're kind of like aspiring to be a certain like to live a certain way but then you're looking at somebody else and you're taking advice from somebody that has full control Mm -hmm. i don't think that works because I don't have full control. And a part of me is like, do I try and see this project through because I don't have full control and mm. this I have full control over. Mm. Like I can go, I can start a project and I can finish it mm. and I have full control of every single aspect of it. Mm. Whereas when I'm going into my nine to five job, I have absolutely no control. Yeah. Um, so would you feel it easier to leave a task in your nine to five job than you would? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah. If my boss said to me, oh, I don't think, I, I, actually Emma, I don't think <clears> this is really working. I'd be like, fine. Whatever. I hold no. Because you have to be invested in it for it to be a, a sunk cost fallacy I think you have to have the investment in it so you have to feel I think the the point behind it is that you feel a pull that you can't finish it because you've spent money yeah you've invested time or you've invested emotion it's like a relationship yeah. or something you've paid for or something like that yeah and you would see it through so if you're in your nine to five <clears> and you're not investing in any like it's none of your money you're investing then it's not actually gonna and yeah and you're not investing emotionally because you're just there to do the job yeah exactly so i think sunk cost fallacy is, is much more like um like personal yeah. like it would be something that you have personally done like you might have bought a ticket to something really expensive mm. like a concert or something but it's like really raining and it, you really don't want to go on the day but you still go because you spent because money you've it. spent money on the ticket that's sunk cost fallacy as well yeah that's it's true like I've spent the money on the ticket, so now I'm going to have to go, even though I don't want to right now today. Yeah. And you might not even have a good time because you're not feeling it. Yeah. Um, That's so true, actually. I definitely do that with things that I've paid. Like, if I've paid for something, I'm like, yeah, no, definitely see it through. Or like, I'll That's do really thing. true, actually, because a lot of the time, like, especially with things like the gym, because I, I like going to the gym and I know I have to go, mm. but I'm just using this as an example because it kind of relates but kind of not like say for example like if i pay for a class at the gym Mm. i'm way more likely to go yeah because i've spent money to make me go Mm -hmm. but in reality (laughs) i probably actually don't want to go to that class at all the only reason i'm doing it is because i know i have to go Mm. and by motivating motivating myself with money Mm. it's more likely than i will go it's funny that you say because i know i have to go but the only reason that you have to go is because of the reason that you spent money right yeah, but in terms of like my health though. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So like I know I have to go and like do exercise because it's better for me, but one of the most ways I would motivate myself is through <coughs> money, which actually probably isn't a very healthy way to do it. No, probably not, to be honest. No. I think I'm probably very much in the sunk cost fallacy thing with relationships, like holding on to dead end relationships or friendships or things or possessions and stuff because I've spent time or money um or like emotion on them yeah like if i've i don't know like if i've really like invested myself into it it's so hard to let it go and i never knew that was there was like a name for that Mm. but it's so interesting because it is literally i think it's anything that you personally invest in yeah you could you you could fall into that trap so easily couldn't you or like if you had it could even be like if you had a coin collection 
and you weren't yeah. actually enjoying collecting coins anymore but you're like but you're well I've got fucking like, thousands of now. coins yeah. I have to keep collecting coins and or then you're stamps. like yeah mm. and then you're like oh fucking hell like I really actually don't even like this hobby anymore yeah I'm gonna sit and think about what I do that I actually don't enjoy because of sunk cost yeah. fallacy and actually work out well I was actually going to do this in term that I thought might be helpful for both of us Ooh. and for anyone that listens to the podcast um, and share so I was listening to a different podcast and they talked about um, having a um, like a, a flow chart for giving up mm. so like you know because some people like don't like the idea of giving up or some people really want to just give up on stuff mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like a, a little flow chart that you can go through where you're like um, you know do I like this do I not like am I enjoying it yeah like say for example right I wanted to get the train but the trains are an absolute nightmare on Monday perfect example going to ABBA we could have very easily given up. We could mm. have very easily gone, this is going to be an absolute nightmare to get into London. Mm. But we'd spent money on it. And therefore, I guess you could kind of, it could kind of relate to the sunk cost fallacy. Mm. The money had been spent. Do we actually really want to go? The point was that we did. Yeah. And we followed, like, it was almost like I followed a mental flowchart. It was like, okay, well, this is going to be a challenge. <coughs> it's going to be hard work, but is it worth it? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, it's going to be worth it, then carry on but if it was a band say for example it was a band that you like weren't that bothered about you might have done the flow chart in your head and then been like but i did spend 50 quid on tickets and then you would still go and see it. that would be the example of that the would sunk be the, cost yeah fallacy. that would be this where the sunk cost fallacy yeah because you didn't go to like the sunk cost fallacy bit because you were like no i really want to go so we're gonna make it work yeah but yeah that other part would have been like the sunk cost fallacy yeah of, i'm just gonna do it for the ticket whereas actually are you gonna remember that 50 quid that you spent this this is exactly. what i think it, yeah. all the time am i gonna remember that 50 quid that i spent in three years time is that 50 pounds gonna have made a massive difference to my life yeah no do no. i want to stay in bed yes, yes. <laughs> that was such a good topic i think i think the flow chart will be really helpful i'm looking forward to that questions <laughs> always just sounds like we're doing some sort of weird like zombie type i'm not zombie golem golem yeah bad precious um so this week we are just doing one question we actually have um from one of our friends um mix who's just had a baby shout out mix whoop whoop um and it's actually a really lovely question so we're going to focus on that one today and would you like to read it out so um mix would like us or would like sophie actually as the guest for this episode um to talk about her perspective on how it's been kind of with becca and like uh, becca talking more about her mental health and everything and like kind of the the journey that they've both been through together um and um what she finds helps becca with her panic attacks um and then also how you help each other yeah and was the other part about like some advice for people who might have partners who who are struggling who are struggling yeah Yeah. so over to sophie woohoo Sophie, you're on the podcast. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again. Right. I've done it a few times, haven't I? Direct your voice towards the microphone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is my partner, Sophie. Um, she's just been, what have you been watching? MasterChef. Uh, no, Great British Bake Off. Oh, lovely. That's very nice. Now you've got to talk about mental health. Mental health. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so really lovely question for Mix and uh, thank you for thinking of me, Mix. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> big up on the baby. Um, big, up. <laughs> big up on the baby. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting, what was it? Cheryl Cole, I think it was back in the day, wasn't it? It's been an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> um, 
yeah it's been a it's been an interesting four months or so um longer than that is it longer than that it feels like it doesn't it? I feel like <laughs> nearly a, half a year oh my goodness I was just thinking about kind of what I'd what I'd say and a few kind of touch points on the main things that I think have helped me um patience which as some people might know me isn't one of my strengths <laughs> so becoming more patient um just to kind of have that understanding of what that person's going through and to try and support them in the best way that you can and I think patience is a really uh, key one for that uh not to try and rush things because um Becca and I were talking the other day and can see how much progress has been made um but you want it to happen quicker you know at the time but actually just being patient and waiting and then you know having those marginal small gains and then looking back in a couple of weeks and seeing how far you've come so whether that be writing a diary of what's happening and then referring back to it or writing a list and ticking things off has been really great um knowledge kind of understanding more what's been happening so reading about mental health conditions so that you can understand the behaviors so Mm. that can help you be more patient <laughs> and uh yeah so I think that's been a really big one for me because there can be ways that you think um uh, you know what is going on and feeling very overwhelmed but if you know that's actually part of the uh the condition then that can be really helpful um getting some time for yourself as well um you know even if that's just a day or so just to take some time out and do something that helps you relax and chill out I think is a really really good thing as well uh i was thinking i don't know if there's any listeners that are old enough but hopefully they will know the uh the great um poet i'm gonna today. say i do i'm quite liking it of uh john bon jovi so a bit of bon jovi of uh keeping the faith always keep the faith <laughs> <laughs> that things will get better and <clears throat> that life will be even better after um after these things have been sorted out really and i'm just overall very grateful and privileged to be able to support becca through this and yeah she's the best so oh so nice (laughs) thanks babe you're welcome that's really nice because it doesn't feel like it's been a privilege for you really it feels like you've um had to deal with (laughs) so much shit that i didn't understand so i have Mm. no idea how you would understand it you can can tell when you get used to seeing somebody that's got severe anxiety or about to have a panic attack you can notice it Mm. so it's like okay let's move away let's distract let's go and do something else or Mm. you know your your mindfulness and your knitting and everything like that or if you're so up you know so uptight then it's just that relaxation point lavender (laughs) fucking loads of it (laughs) slather it on thanks thanks mummy deb yeah loads and loads of loads of things like that and you know it has been hard don't get me wrong and there's been times when you know i've been screaming that i don't know what to do because i don't like not being in control and mm. not knowing and actually oh that's another thing kind of i'm a solutions person so i'm like there's a problem here's the solution but actually trying to put that aside because that's not particularly helpful at all times mm. and you have to consider that emotional side and all those other factors to it really but um yeah we've learned quite a lot we have we still like each other so that's good well that's <laughs> so good that was so good Thank you very much for um, joining the podcast today. Skill, skill, skills. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. (laughs) This is skill section of the week. We're going to do a little short one today. With a xylophone. We're going to see if we can replicate a well-known pop song on a xylophone. A well-known pop song? Well, I thought we were doing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. (laughs) (laughs) Are we... 
Okay. You've got options. All right. All right. Sophie has options. Well, that's always good to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would... <laughs> so, um, who would you like to go first, me or Emma? Emma. Okay, and what song? How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> Do you know that one? How much is that doggy in the window? The one with the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You've played piano before, right? Yeah, but I just don't know what the first note would be. It, can you see the notes on there? Oh. I'm finding it for you now, don't oh. worry. It looks like it's a C. How? Jeffy likes it. Jeffy oh, loves yeah. it. Yeah, I just played one note and he was there for it. How? <laughs> I feel like this is wrong, but. Um. Oh no, it'll be. <laughs> How much? <laughs> How much is that? Wait, dog? how much is that? Dog? Might you just start on a slightly higher C? You think? Mm. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Hey everybody, <laughs> the stage is lit. <laughs> Fuck. You have to <laughs> sing with it as well. How, um, <clears throat> how much is that? Oh, fuck. Fuck, no. How ever. much is... No. You go back to how sing. How much is that, that dog? Singy. Damn. In, yeah. in... The window. Hey! <laughs> very good, Em. Ooh, very good. <laughs> that was so hard. It's actually really difficult. Right. <sighs> Don't do a really hard one. What's it going to be? <laughs> I'll hold for you. Rebecca, mm. I would like you to do WAP by Cardi B. On it. <laughs> if anyone didn't hear that, that's WAP by Cardi B. Some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet as <laughs> Make that pull-up game weak. <laughs> as if I got such a hard one. So can I have a, a better one, please? Yes, because that is terrifying. You literally. Okay. I'm petrified um, of myself. What did I give you earlier that was really hard? Twinkle, twinkle. Oh yeah, maybe do, let's do a twinkle, 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 twinkle. Is that on a D? Was it?
Thank you, Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes tonight's episode. Stay tuned for our uh, next one, which will be the Christmas, Christmas special. special. And don't forget to please leave us um, reviews or likes and shares and stuff um, on any of your preferred platforms. What are you doing now? Slavers ring. Are you in the lane? Snow is glistening. <laughs> A beautiful sign. We're happy tonight. I'm walking in a winter wonder. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>